I was I was actually talking to Megan about this earlier about how um what if her twin starts taking steps to replace her? You know, like she's that so. Was that, was gonna that was the comic idea. It was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm writing Perfect. it down. Yeah. What if her twin has taken been taking steps to replace her, and eventually she does, and we'll never know. Yeah. Like, what's what's your twin's last name? <laughs> Step one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right now, tell us something that your twin will never know, and then Ooh. that oh, way yeah. we can test the twin and be like. Yeah, well, what's your favorite Marmaduke comic? And she'll be like, uh, the one with the dog? And we'll be like, you're wrong. <laughs> September 12th. That was it's the like, day. It's like those totems that you have in Inception. Yes. We need that for you right now yes. to yeah. twin-proof your life. Because exactly. otherwise, twin -proof. you can't get twinned. What yeah. do you guys I don't, think I don't like, want you twins to be are? <laughs> Twin, so. Twins are backup, I thought. Like when a parent's yeah, like, I don't know if we can keep one of them alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not really we have a, a twin. Second one of you. Like, a That's why a lot of times of twins have similar names. Like, what's your twin's name? Morgan. <laughs> Pedro face. I want Pedro face memes. No. Representative every day. Just the like. Mm. I, I don't think it's actually a twin. I think she's just a time travel paradox. <gasps> basically. Yes. Oh, it's an alternate timeline. Do you have a slider? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's, that's my headcanon now. Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shark. Hey everyone, I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. In our last episode, the World Walkers had managed to make it to Sector 4, the final part of the prison complex known as the Cellar. Vasa, Ertleby, Brummelstone, Claiborne, and Quinn now push the door open to find out what awaits them ahead. Last we left off, the door was being opened to the next room. You guys were just coming in as a swarm of guards and a couple vault armors were chasing you down. And as you throw the door open, you find Tin and you find Roberto. And Tin is holding um, some kind of different rifle. And as soon as the door opens, what are you doing, Tin and uh, Roberto? Holy crap. Where do you guys come from? to rescue you <laughs> aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper <laughs> <laughs> um vasa would spin around really quick and go erdlby scroll brummelstone quinn shouts he's like help me they've got me and like he's like takes off towards the group as he kind of gives you guys one last look can i grab them as he passes by yeah no, that's part of his plan, right? No, Vasa's uh, gonna like... grab him and try to stop him. And he's like, help, okay. help! And he's just screaming. And meanwhile, I would be like, Grandmother! Grandmother, give the scroll to Br Brummelstone! Yes, okay, here you go, Mr. Mister Dwarf. Let's roll initiative. <laughs> oh, I'm good, guys. I'll just say this one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
Seventeen. Guys, I got I've got a few books to read. Fifteen. Seventeen. Ten. Three. Um, you guys get together, you kind of start talking a little bit, trying to make a plan, but before you can uh, follow through with that, the Brotherhood of Iron's already running in. The first member runs in, and first off, I'm going to give him a perception check to see if he could hear what you guys are saying. So he, this one did, so he's going to attack Brummelstone. But I feel like position-wise, Claiborne and Vasa will be bringing up the rear, whereas the dwarves will be closest to the door as it opens. You're going to attack uh, opportunity attacks, then. I rolled a 12. Uh, that is a miss. You do not get through his armor. All right. So Claiborne manages to uh, cut him a little bit as he runs by, but he does uh, two quick slams of his weapon, his mace, against you, Bremelstone, for 11 damage. Oh. And that's another four damage if he joins his uh, brother in arms. Well, there's no more room for them to squeeze in at this point uh, with melee attacks. So this next one that comes up is going to just go for Vasa. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Wait, I take it back! I take it back! <laughs> it's a critical hit. So, eight damage from the mace as it crashes into your side. But then the second hit is wild, like you anticipate. And, uh, Roberto? Fuck! Um, Wait, no, 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 has... no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yes, I have no yes. gear, I have no cat. Um, I, I believe I can... there's, a, there's a dwarf who lost a mace. <clears throat> Just a... Oh, really? Do I... <laughs> I mean, I, you, I, you I did do choke out somebody, right? <laughs> Um, I do a quick scan of the ground to see if there's any dropped weapons or equipment that I can take. The dwarf that uh, you choked out in the ring has had a mace on him. I will take the mace and brandish it, even though it's probably not a finesse weapon. Correct. I what, I have to use my strength instead of my dex, eh? Yep. What's your strength? Again, I forget. <laughs> it's seven. <laughs> <laughs> I step up next to Brummelstone. I try to um kind of position myself so... He, I'm in front of him, either in front of him or trying to get between him and the attacking dwarf. And I just swing, take a swing at the dwarf. Four. <laughs> Eleven. Uh, no, he brings his weapon up to block that attack. The vault armor is going to, it can't really reach in to get in a, a regular attack. So it's going to launch its fist. Um, and it flies past Brummelstone, does not connect, and then uh, reattaches itself right after. Oh, thank God. Ertleby. Also, also before before she does that, would that cut into her ability to give the scroll to Brummelstone? You can still you can hand it off to him and do something. All right, my my action is to hand it off to him. Vines will spring forth and grab uh, the vault armor. As I recall, Gundam types are weak to plant types. <laughs> <laughs> it should be super effective. You see it rip right through. Okay, that that didn't work. Lesson learned. Vasa? Okay, um, so Vasa, in addition to just yelling, like, Brummelstone, get us out of here, get us out of here, um, she would turn on the dwarf that's on Brummelstone and go for the attack with her scimitar and short sword. Okay, uh, scimitar was a natural one. Fuck you, dice. Let's go with short sword. <laughs> Way to do nothing for me. Short sword. Okay, that's a 15 plus a 6 is a 21. Hits. That's a 3 plus my sneak attack. 3 plus 3 plus 5. So a total of uh, 11 damage. Yeah, you drive your weapon into the dwarf. Uh, it looks like you got a pretty good hit on him. 
and you are shoulder to shoulder with uh, Claiborne for now because it's her turn and she's charging in to start taking dwarves off of Brummelstone. Yeah, so Claiborne rushes forward, pulls out her sword, and just starts like quickly trying to hack at one of the dwarves. And by the time she's done, she missed one of her attacks, the other three connected, and he's barely standing. And she's trying to like get him off of Brummelstone as quickly as possible. Brummelstone. Get us out of here! Uh, Brummelstone weighs his options. No, uh, <laughs> this seems like it's time to stand and fight like a dwarf. No, um, if I can use my bonus action. Nah. Second wind. It's not second wind. What is that? Healing uh, surge. Healing surge. I keep calling it second wind from fourth edition. Alright, I got six hit points back. Other than that, he would take out the scroll and he would begin reading it. So, so obviously, yeah, the group and then, uh, Claiborne, so I don't think anybody anybody else is willing. It does not look like Nina is alive, so I don't think I will. <laughs> with that. She's not. Yeah. One of the higher-ranking guards is shouting and he's like, you have nowhere to go. You need to turn yourselves in now. Drop your weapons and surrender. We've shut down the port district. We've shut down Jump Rail Station. This is it. End of the line. Um, go ahead and describe how it looks, Wesley. Okay, so yeah, so like, uh, pull away just far enough from the dwarfs, um, pull out, whip out the scroll, and I whip out the orb, I start reading and chanting from the scroll, and it's like deep, uh, dwarven chanting voice, and the scroll crumbles away, and the orb starts to kind of spin, and then it shatters into eight blue glowing spectrals. And it attaches to each person. And then if the people are looking like uh, the world pulls away, and if you look around, it's kind of like Willy Wonka's world of imagination where it kind of like fades in and out. And, and you see like different places. You would see like other places we have been and other places. And also if you look, it's not only like different time and space, or it's not only different spaces, but it's in different timelines. So you can see like... If you looked at the other people standing where they're standing, like they might switch out, like Roberto might be more damaged, Tim might have her wings. Maybe, you know, in this in one world, uh Romulstone has better hair. Uh, <laughs> you know, so you would see like or and then you know, like even maybe alternate figures would be there as though there was other people in other timelines or other worlds where there's so Brummelstone, oh, and you can kind of see Brummelstone is using the magic to find both the time, the right timeline, and the right place. in a strange robe, carrying a strange staff. And yeah, and as it all goes bright blue, and then you fade back, and we are... That blue flash comes, and suddenly you're expecting to find yourself in the dark area that you guys have called Thornwood Estates, where the doppelgangers lived and where your crystals are. Instead, you find yourselves in the middle of the port district as a bright light slams into your eyes. Is it daytime? It's daytime, and the port district is absolutely covered with people, um, and it's also covered with uh, numerous vault armors, and it's also covered with the Brotherhood of Iron, and 
completely scattered around looking for you guys, and you're right smack dab in the middle. Did they oh, see God. us? Like, did our arrival cause a huge flash of attract attention? Right. So yeah, yeah, it draws attention. So people start to pull away from you, and everyone's looking, and you guys watch as two vault armors start to take off towards you, but they can't get through the crowds. Yeah, the Brotherhood of Iron can, though, and they're pushing through the crowds and trying to reach you. Where are you guys going? Uh, what are your perceptions checked? I know, Vasa, you're at a 16, I'm right? I'm a 16 passive perception. Rumblestone has the same. Borto is at 11. I'm at 11 as well. Those of you 15 and higher, you do notice there's another airship coming in, and it has a uh, bright golden face with a beard on it, and it looks to be the Gambler, the ship that you originally left behind to reach the Falcon. You watch it come in and dock. What are you guys doing? You guys trying to take off to an airship? You're trying to fight your way through the port district? Because the vault armor is near the ticket booth area. So basically, our the actual departure area of the port is more closely guarded than the ships themselves. Correct. To the gambler! Yeah, Voss is going to make... Voss is going to sort of like grab hold of everybody, be like, let's go, and just start running towards the gambler. Grab hold of each other. Uh, Enzo, fog! Uh, Roberto cast fog cloud. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the fog cloud uh, starts th- filling up an area with people who are confused and scared. <laughs> yeah, Vasa would, would be make sure to, like, everybody's holding hands or grabbing each other, and just, like, she would start leading the mm-hmm. way towards the gambler, which she saw before the fog sort of settled in. So you're taking off in that area. you still got some of the Brotherhood of Iron chasing you, but they can't, they're not exactly close yet. And as you get into the area where the gambler is docking, uh, leaning over the side of the dock is uh, the captain. He's like, hey, guys. Uh, Vasa, as she's running, she would yell up. She's like, oh, hi, captain. Care for another gamble? And he just kind of laughs and throws her up over the side. As you say that, you turn around, and one of the Brotherhood members has gotten really close to you guys, and he brings up his mace, and he's getting ready to slam it down on one of you, when suddenly there's a gunshot that goes off. And the, the mace flies out of his hand, and as soon as it hits the ground, another gunshot goes off and sends it flying across the ground. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! See, this is why you write your senators, guys. <laughs> That's why you always leave a note. <laughs> Standing on the the lip of the deck is a gentleman. He's about five foot seven. Um, his hair is pulled back into a small blonde ponytail. He has uh, small reader's glasses that he keeps on him. Um, he has a tucked in. Very nice shirt. It's he the has, hottest um, man I've ever seen. Literally the most attractive human thing I've ever seen. He has pressed slacks. He's got a, a loose blue cloak, but it's very fashionable. It's not like a cloak that you wear for leather, like for for weather. It's a cloak that you would throw on yourselves as part of an ensemble. And he's holding a small pistol in his hand. He looks down, and the other people who have their maces, more gunshots go off, and every time a gunshot goes off. The mace flies out of their hand, and then another shot takes the, shoots the mace into the crowd. <laughs> he looks down, and the Brotherhood is motionless. And he looks down, and he says, Gentlemen, there's a young lady that I've come to speak to, and I don't intend to keep her waiting, so you should be on your way. And they look at each other, and not knowing what else to do, and seeing that the vault armor is too far away, they just start going into the crowd. They actually go into the fog cloud and lose you guys there. Yeah, um, you dickweeds. 
And with that, he grabs onto the rope and slides down until he comes up to you, walks up to you, and before he says anything to anyone else, he walks over and he offers his hand to Ertleby. If if you take his hand, he brings you into a very like warm but gentlemanly embrace. It's been too long, Benjamin. And he takes a step back. He's like, "It has been far too long. How are you?" So Vasa would and immediately shove her head in between. She's like, "This is really great. This is a very wonderful reunion. But we need to get out of here." <laughs> and then she would like point to the vault armors and she'd point to the ship. Like, "Is that your ship? Because that'd be great. Love that you two are getting the reunion. Let's have the reunion up there." He says, Captain, may we uh, meet in your quarters? And the, the captain's like, yeah. <laughs> He's got the rope down there. He's like, you guys do whatever you got to do. I'm no, I'm no judge. And he, he like walks away um, and tell he's like, Mr. Wibbles, we're ready in the ship. Yep, and like, Mr. Wibbles like, we him. just got here. He's like, ready in the ship, Mr. Wibbles. <laughs> and like walks away. Don't be a bitch, Mr. Wibbles. Get it <laughs> uh, Benjamin stays at the bottom and makes sure that everybody else gets up first. And anyone that needs help, he helps them up and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Vasa would actually be waiting for him to get up. He'd be like, come on, get up now. But and he just nods and takes your cue. He's like, right away. And he goes up. Yeah, she doesn't realize who he's talking to, but she doesn't care. Now she's up too. <laughs> All right. So as soon as you get up, um, Captain's like, let's go. And you just hear like, awesome. and the ship kind of comes to life again and lifts out of the port and kind of just goes off to wherever the hell Mr. Wibbles wants to take the ship, I guess, because he has no direction. So as soon as you guys get away, Benjamin looks around and um, says, so I should introduce myself first and foremost. My name is Benjamin, and I am an associate, if I may, of um, this fine young woman here. Are there more of you? Oh. Uh, what do you uh, like more Benjamins? No, are Certainly. there more of you um, gunslingers? Well, no, it's just me. Okay. Trust me, Vasso. One Ben Mansley is all it takes. Well, grandmother, oh. <laughs> can he take out the Brotherhood of Iron? Because we left shards back there, and she like jerks her thumb over her shoulder. He's trying to take a moment to like um, meet and greet you all, but he's also making his way over to the side of the deck to kind of make sure everything is fine on that end. Um, and once he feels like you guys are high enough and safe enough, he turns around and he says, "I'm sorry for that." Um, again. I, as I said, my name is Benjamin. I'm an associate of er, Miss Withers here. And um, who might you all be? Ben, these are my friends. We're saving the universe. Uh, oh? Do you know anything about Stardust? Okay, no. Uh, no, no. <laughs> well, let's... I, I, <laughs> um, you're an adventurer. Obviously, you all have your goings on, but... Um, I was particularly concerned about what you wrote in your letter concerning a master being captured. What? Uh, yes. Well, okay. What can we talk about in terms of your current situation? Because you seem like you were uh, no longer on good terms with the local law enforcement. So, really quick introductions. Brummelstone, Roberto, Vasa. They're not from this world, so forget about them right now. This is Tin. She's another gunslinger. And he's like, oh, you're one of Nina's. And he shakes your hand. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, Tin is, is, is uh, quiet and somber and just... Uh, and he picks up at him right away and yeah. doesn't say anything. He just kind of looks at you. Is it worse than I fear? Tin, you can talk to him. Uh, so Tin, like, looks at Benjamin Manley and 
and also the group and she kind of steps back and gets ready to kind of tell the tale of what happened and she said they had Nina they were torturing her uh they planned on gaining the knowledge of gunsmithing in order to learn how to make their own guns um the Brotherhood of Iron held her and tortured her, and she passed away before we managed to make our escape. And as soon as you mention that, he starts walking towards you and immediately goes, uh, and it, he's really, really quick with body language. If you allow him, um, he hugs you. And his embrace is as much for you as it is for him, and he shows no hesitance in showing that. And just tries to comfort you while also finding his own solace. Vasa is in the background of this Ponyamon being like, this is great. There's two shards down there. Just saying. Two shards that we were supposed to find. And then he pulls but away and he's like, great. well, it sounds like there are other situations as well. <sighs> so he says, these shards uh, seem important to you. Um, and he looks over and he says, um, or it'll be if you don't mind, do you mind if I ask your opinion on the importance of these shards? Are these important to you as well? Yes. Okay. And so he kind of looks over, and he says, um, and, like, Claiborne's kind of off to the side. She's not really sure what to do. Um, she feels kind of, like, weirded out being around him for some reason. But he walks over to the edge again, and he's like, so, what is, um, what would you have me do? Tin, tin mentions again is, uh, they, they tortured her for the information of gun, the secrets of gunsmithing, and they want to... Um, basically amass their own army of, of gun gunslingers. Is it possible that you learn to what extent they've accomplished this goal? They said they had amassed a great deal of knowledge on it, and they were at the point of being able to figure it out. Um, they just needed a bit more information. <laughs> he just kind of smiles, and he's like, well, that's good for us then at least, because it sounds like they're bluffing. It sounds like they probably understood how to build the mechanical components of our hardware, but nothing else, and that's not the important part. So, go going back to these, these shards, are they with the Brotherhood? They're not. They're in a safe place. We could go in, get them, and get out. And if we leave them there, bad things could happen. And then he looks to Voss and he says that um, it seems like you have some thoughts, some opinions on this, and I don't want to start um, overstepping my boundaries without finding out what your thoughts and concerns are about this as well. The, our entire mission, the entire reason for us to be gathered together is to collect these shards, which hold the collective dream sanity of the world's imbalance. We have two shards down there, and I think... I was I vaguely picked up that at some point there was some war over magic and something hoarding magic, something that... These shards, their magic is, I think, a hundred times the importance of what has already been fought over. And if the dwarves get them, they're going to disappear back into that cellar of theirs. My only concern is how we can get back on the ground when they're in so high alert. The ship is not exactly inconspicuous. That's a fair point. He looks around at how it's pretty extravagant. Like, he actually, the captain went all out with this travel because he had a master with him. So he put, like, streamers and stuff on it. <laughs> and it's a little bit more highly decorated. There's, like, <laughs> uh, loose frills around the uh, bottom of the balloons. 
Is there a sign that says, like, welcome, Benjamin? No, but he did manage to make the golden plate that has his face, his emblem. He did manage to make it look like it's winking. <laughs> so. Nice. The captain, ugh, the captain is just so much better than Captain Gideon. The captain is so cool. So cool. <laughs> and the cat, just so you know, the captain is like, he, like he said, he gave you your space. But he's like sitting there anxiously waiting for the point where you guys tag him in but he's not listening so benjamin says these these shards are still down there you need to gain entry to the city again um obviously the city's on high alert so that's that's very difficult um and there's still of course the situation with the brotherhood to deal with specifically so does anyone know the way around this city and claiborne kind of looks up and she's like yeah i know a little bit is quinn still with us if Roberto asked about it, I would explain that we saw the halfling lady and that Quinn promised to rescue her on level oh, one. Oh. So he's going to go feign his way back in the guards and then, uh, I guess, silent murder her out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, part of the reason Vasa grabbed him on his way out was to make it look more convincing that, that he was a captive. That's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll give you a point of inspiration for that. Oh, really? <laughs> I meant to forgive you that earlier and I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So Benjamin says, well, it seems pretty clear our, our, our goal to get back into the town is to be dropped off far away from the town, walk our way back, find a way to sneak into the town, which it's kind of hard to sneak into the city, I would imagine, but especially with so many of us, but, um, Mr. Manly, I haven't told you yet. I'm a druid. What? He just kind of smiles and he's like, well, that's that's wonderful. When... I just started turning into animals. It was rather peculiar at first. <laughs> then again, I did really like plants. That's pretty amazing. Have you spoken to other druids about this or is this just part of that weird knack you have for plants. I honestly should have suspected this. My brother and I were adopted. But, no, I'm just figuring it out as I go. Uh, <laughs> oh. That kind of lines up with your training, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, you. Anyway, I can turn into rats and I can sneak into the city and I can get the shards on a awesome solo mission my desire to see you safe is outweighed by the fact that that seems like our smartest option so while while they're debating um vasa will have caught her breath enough to sort of finally be out of flight or fight mode and then she would have turned around and she would have walked over to tin and robordo and she would have put like a very like very companionable hand on both their shoulders in like a really firm way as she looks to both of them and like finally sees that they're together again and she just looks at them and she says you two owe me a fucking rare set of knives (laughs) and then she gives their shoulders another shake and then she walks back off thanks for coming back for us Um, yeah uh stone would have walked over and apologized for leaving roberto behind it's okay brotherly hug and then he would have gone over to ten and he says i know how hard it is to lose a master and to have him have them die in front of you that's not easy so i know your pain and if you ever need a shoulder 
though mine is not as big as you, <laughs> as others, it is here for you. Tin would lean down and like bear hug him and like lift him up Aww. off the ground. <laughs> so maybe something we could do then is park far enough outside of the brotherhood's grasps. Send me in as a rat. And that's when Mr. Uh, Mr. Ribbles comes up. If you don't remember what he looks like, he's a big, robust dwarf with coal black hair, um, just covered in like coal and soot all the time. He has his big gold goggles, and he comes out and he's like, "There's no parking the gambler. It's an airship. Where are we gonna put it? Are we gonna go? We can't park it in the grass. There's no sea nearby. I can't just." Let the air out until it hits the ground and just crashes on its side. This whole thing is ridiculous. The whole point of coming here was to advertise that we had a master with us and get some business. And now you're talking about putting my my sh- and the captain like raises an eyebrow and goes, "You're talking about putting the captain's ship in the middle of the prairie." We could summon up a Raven Three, and we could do the same thing we did to get her on the ship with Claiborne originally. Where we just do Raven, Grandma and Rat. You yeah. just have to kind of you yeah, just have to kind of actually, direct it. That's actually a legit plan. Now, do the, we know for sure Raven? Benjamin too fast, too just looks like kind of slightly amused, like almost like he's remembering something and just kind of smiling. If we do that, then we don't even need to move the ship from where it is because all we have to do is have the bird travel back and forth. All right, sounds like a plan. I mean, all right, Raven three. Who needs a three D? Thanks for listening to episode 39, The Port. As always, the next episode will post next week, but if you can't wait, you should think about becoming a member and supporting the podcast at patreon.com worldwalkers. A few bucks from you get you early and exclusive episodes, house rules, and art. Your support also means I get to keep ads out of the podcast, and I can keep doing the podcast weekly. If you haven't heard, I've also started a new show on Twitch called Worldwalkers Cog. I run multiple games, and they're all connected in the same universe that Worldwalkers exists, so... If you want to see what's happening in the steam-powered world of COG, you can join us at twitch.tv slash pedroglicia. That's twitch.tv slash p-e-d-r-o-g-a-l-i-c-i-a. Thanks to Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com for the music in this episode, and as always, thanks to Sirenscape for the sound effects you heard. You can find them at sirenscape.com. <laughs> This weird. Never mind. I'm not gonna share. Oh, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. You can't say, "Oh, I'm gonna tell you that." Eh." I had this weird visual in my head of like Megan's sister waking up in the middle of the night, and Megan's dragging a knife slowly over her cheek, going, "No more twins." (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Twin now. (laughs) No, listen, guys. I know I'm dark, but come on. One of the higher-ranking guards is shouting at me, and he's like, You have nowhere to go. You need to turn yourselves in now. Drop your weapons and surrender. We've shut down the port district. We've shut down jump rail station. This is it. End of the line. Fuck Um, you. You're ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you killed one of our our dudes. And we will not let this grievance Your beard is sparse and lacking. Probably. <laughs> it looks like facial pubes. I'm actually curious as to what um 
I don't even know his name anymore. The Hobbit that's how, that was with us. What's his name? Tompkins. Tompkins. Jesus, it's been so long. I wonder if he's okay. He's dead. Damn. <laughs> we found out last episode. Yeah, Damn. sorry. We didn't tell you sooner. They uh, dropped Tompkins' dead body at our feet. <laughs> wow. Did he have... Wait. I was going to play it out in the game, but that's why I didn't tell you guys. <laughs> it's wow. cool. He died of natural causes. <laughs> Five arrows in what? the back. Natural. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Tompkins is dead? No, no, no. <laughs> you guys scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh, Tin can't deal with this. She can Done. No. Walks up to you, and before he says anything to anyone else, he walks over, and he offers his hand to Ertleby. <gasps> okay, so the, the mechanics of this, because yeah. is he offering his hand to me to kiss it? Because I will. I want I want. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this if you will. haven't picked up yet, obviously, is... is uh... Yeah, by the way, Roberto is extremely upset that we have left behind his cat. Never mind all the gear that he he got, because that's whatever about the gear. Oh yeah, you know that cat. super expensive gauntlet. That, yeah, uh... no, the super expensive gauntlet. Um, a fucking I got a bunch of big ass health potions too, which I don't know why I didn't use when I was running away, but still. Um, <laughs> I'm super upset. Super upset. Well, you just thought they were playing like patty cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys really want high fives, don't you? <laughs> um. Yeah, that javelin. It's expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah. 